What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to episode number 26 of the Review Point Podcast, coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I'm Tony Mango, your host for this evening, and joining me on the panel is Sean Walker. What's up, Sean? I'm all good. So, if you're unfamiliar with what Review Point is, it's pretty simple. Talk about the hits and misses of whatever we're talking about for that episode, and this time around, our target is season two of the Marvel Netflix television series Daredevil. It came out the other night, actually the other morning. Actually, what time did it come out uh, on your end? Because they're in the UK, it's different. I have no idea, but I woke up at 8 o'clock, and I saw my mate was on Netflix, and it said that he was watching a TV show, and I was like, oh, I wonder what he's watching. So I went on Netflix, I was like, oh yeah, Daredevil's out. Well, it was 3 a.m. Eastern Time Zone, so I got tired. I eventually fell asleep, uh, I think about like 2 o'clock in the afternoon or something like that, you know, close to the end, but needed to take an hour power nap, and then... You know, brush on through after that. 13 episodes of it. Did you watch it all in one shot or did you watch it like spread it out? I watched it all in one day from 8 o'clock in the morning to half past nine in the night. Mm. Though I did fall asleep at one point, but I don't know which episode it fell asleep on because it just said, Are you still watching Daredevil? I was like, Yes. You picked it up from where you fell asleep or did you go back and watch the the last thing that you knew? I could not remember where the fuck I was. It was an end of an episode. It was like, all right, I must have dozed off for like two minutes, clicked it, and it was it was fine. I I got the gist of the story. Yeah. I must have not missed the like five minutes of it. That's probably like the best five minutes out of the whole thing. <laughs> probably. So if you are unaware, we're going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, then. Uh, you know, bookmark this, go watch it, come back a little bit later on and check it out. Or if you don't really care if we spoil anything, then you can listen to this. Maybe that you're in the boat where you don't know if you should check out the season or not. And this is going to sway you one way or the other. Sean, what are your first impressions of season two? Uh, season two was awesome. Spoiler, Spider-Man shows up. It was all good. <laughs> I wish, man. That'd be so awesome. Because <laughs> they have uh, such a good connection in the comic books, you know? Oh, damn it. And then the, the night Spider-Man TV show. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I was I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed this season. Last season, I wanted to rip my eye, my own eyeballs out and put them in my ear sockets because uh, for Daredevil. Yeah, that's how bad I thought season one was. Wow. Season two, I didn't want a season to end. I was like, season episode thirteen. I was like, oh. See, Can I, I love ten more episodes. I love season one of Daredevil, but I didn't really like Jessica Jones. Oh, Jessica Jones was fucking awful. So. Going into this, I was just like, you know what? Either it's going to be as good as season one or it's going to be as annoying as season one of Jessica Jones. I was very happy to see that this actually was better overall, I think, than... Uh, but you know what? Actually, I want to specify. Half of this was better than the entire season of Daredevil that we had before. Half of it was on par or a little bit less. Uh, if I have to rank like superhero shows... It goes The Flash, number one. Number two, Daredevil. Number three, Supergirl. Four, Gotham. Five, Arrow. Six, MCU. You're putting Gotham up a hell of a lot higher than I would have. <laughs> and I still haven't seen episode two of uh, Supergirl. Trust me, this season of fucking Arrow, anything is better than Arrow. Well, this season of, Bar- of Arrow is better than last season. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Well, I am a big fan of the Daredevil stuff that they've got going on here, and uh, I think that one of the highlights of this whole thing 
probably my favorite part, period, of everything that they've shown us from anything from Netflix so far. This Punisher storyline. I love the Punisher. It was so good. I changed my wallpaper just so I could have the Punisher skull. That's how cool this was. Now, we've had three Punisher movies. We had the uh, Dolph Lundgren one, the Thomas Jane one, and then Punisher Warzone, which was Ray Stevenson, if I remember correctly. Yeah, okay, but Ray Stevenson. And they sort of went like, here's really rated R, here's sort of rated R, here's, hey, fuck you, we're rated R. And uh, I got to say, I think that this one, the best version that we've seen so far. And it's sort of weird because it's kind of like, you would think that, you know, the movie ones where they can say fuck and they can show nudity and whatever like that, that that would fit it more. I don't know. I kind of think that this was a little bit more brutal in certain ways. I mean, obviously there's parts of the other movies that are like, you know, somebody, it's, their head explodes or whatever, but shit, that happens in this too. Tom fucking A does. Tom fucking A. I haven't seen any of the Punisher movies because I feared that they were all awful. So I tended to stay away from them. But the only Punisher I know is from the Nighty Spider-Man. And... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. It's where, a step from that. Where in that show, they can't have any bullets, so everything's like a laser gun. Yep. And uh, he's, well, he's got the battle van in that one, at least. He does have the battle van. I like the battle van. Does Microchip pop up in that? Uh, if you're on about the guy who sits behind a desk. Yeah. Then, yes. He is in that? Yep. There's a little allusion to that in this season. At the very end there, he's got that, that disc, and it just says micro on it. She's like, he's going to talk to some fat guy. <laughs> I hope I hope the Punisher does get his own show. Oh, me too. Because he has to at this point. It was so good. He was hats off to to John. Yeah, John Bernthal doing a hell of a job. I mean, they took a character that could just be like an asshole, and they made him seem like he has more personality than that. Yeah, I always thought the Punisher was always one dimensional, but mm-hmm. shit. This guy brought the character to life for me. You know, he did a wonderful job as Shane in The Walking Dead. And he did an outstanding job as the Punisher, Fipley. Now, I don't watch Walking Dead, but does he play a similar character in that? He plays a dick. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved how with this Punisher, they had it where, like, for the first little bit, you can tell that this dude's, like, off the hinges. And then they start making you think that he's actually legitimately insane, but then they backtrack it a little bit and they show that he's got like more of a heart to him. Like, uh, I gotta say my favorite part of this whole season was if it was episode three, if I remember correctly, when he's all chained up that back and forth, that conversation that they have with each other, that's better than that hallway fight in the first season. I loved that whole episode. Like the, the debate back and forth about like uh, one of the best lines, you hit them and they get back up. I hit them and they stay down and he's got, you know, the, the gun taped to his uh, hand, which is, you know, reference to an old uh, comic book. I don't remember who did it. I'm not the comic book guy out of all this stuff, but uh, you know, and it's not loaded on top of it. So it's like, even when it comes to that Punisher still wants to make sure that he doesn't kill anybody. I loved it. What do you think about uh, that whole chained up stuff? I, I like the interaction. Um, the fact that he didn't shoot the old man. Thank fuck for that. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, and the a lot fact of tension that he, in that. The fact that he called him red and everything. I thought that was pretty. 
Pretty standard, like. What's up, Red? What's up, Red? Can I call you Frank? No, you can't, Red. <laughs> it's, it's a lot better to believe that he would call him Red instead of him going like, "Hello, Daredevil." <laughs> you know? The devils of Hell's Kitchen, like. So cool. Daredevil's so Batman though this season, don't you think? I got that vibe. I did get that vibe, like. But you know, he's allowed to be a dick. He is blind. Hmm. Well, I mean, even like the fact that he talks to the cop and he disappears by the time the cop turns around. Uh, I'll stay devil in general, right? It's just like, dude, dude, you're Batman. You're, you're doing the uh, the Ben Affleck thing. Charlie Cox going to be the next Batman in a couple of years. <laughs> I would totally be down for that. Charlie Cox has done an outstanding job as Matt Murdock. He's so good. He's so much better than Affleck at that. But Affleck didn't have much to work with. So, no. I mean, there's not too much to talk about when it comes to a lot of the characters that were recurring from last season. Like, they, they sort of kept the same things going. Like, Matt Murdock, he was great last time around. Matt Murdock's great this time around. Charlie Cox, you know, he's uh, pulling out amazing stuff. So, you know, uh, hit when it comes to that. Yep. Now, you were going into this season saying one thing that you wanted for sure was that you didn't want Karen and Foggy to be uh, big parts. Yeah, I... Uh, How did you think that they handled them this time? Foggy is a little bitch. Yeah, he is. But I, I get why he's there. He's got to be, like, the voice of reason. And uh, the conscience, as you will, for Matt. Yeah, he even says flat out, you're the heart of this team. But still, just, just fuck off and die in a corner. <laughs> and in Karen Page's character, again, I don't know why why there has to be a love interest for Daredevil with with Karen. I just I just didn't like that part. Well, Karen to me, this is what bugs me about this the the team. Matt is, I mean, he's the protagonist. He's the guy that like end of the day, Matt is the guy. He might have the wrong idea. He might go the wrong way in certain ways like that. You know, Foggy, quote unquote, the heart of the group. Foggy's also the funny one. And when you've got the trio of Matt, Foggy, and Karen, Matt's the hero, the selfless dude. Foggy's the heart and the funny one. And Karen is just what? Because if like, like if Foggy was the funny one, but he wasn't the heart of it, Karen could be the heart. Or if Karen was the funny one and Foggy was the heart, there's no balance with her. And all she does is talk about how she's like she deserves to be punished and whatever. And by the like fifth time she said that, I was like, dude, I want Punisher to just fucking shoot her already. <laughs> like she's she's getting annoying how they keep throwing her out there because she's the main uh, female lead. So they're going to make her important. But they're using her a little too much with not having as much for her to do. Like, uh, you could tell this time around that they realized that they shouldn't have killed Ben Urich. It was yeah. like that. What's the name of the guy? That um, Ellison. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Karen and Ellison teaming up when it's like, dude, Ben could just do a hell of a better job. And Karen is Lois Lane now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's odd. I don't know. She just... Uh, it's like getting in your head with a brick wall. And if they go the route that I think that they're going to go with the next season, which is that Born Again story, that's like predominantly Karen. And I don't 
really mm-hmm. want to see that all that much. <laughs> no, I don't want to see that at all. Less Karen on my screen, the better. And like, I I don't mind Karen. I just don't like so much of her. Like, out of the thirteen episodes, maybe tone her down like a quarter less than what they've done, and I'd I'd really dig it a lot. Can we just replace Karen with uh, Marcy as the main woman? They haven't thrown anything about her in there, have they? She was like what one episode. And then she was like, in for like three minutes, going, oh, you foggy, you can work with us. Oh, wait, yeah, she was, she did pop up in that. Yep. I kind of, I kind of like her, but, uh, I don't know. Well, is she working with, um, Hogarth? She is, yeah. Okay, because they set that up at the end, which that was kind of cool that they actually brought in Hogarth to do the whole, like, you guys are going to work together now and all that. I'm actually interested in where they take Foggy for the future. So, Marcy will get an upgrade. And... Hogarth will be a bigger part, which means that there's going to be more of a chance that Jessica Jones pops up, and they did a couple references here and there. Uh, I think actually Marcy was the one that said that, right? The uh, the new client, Jessica Jones? Yep. So that's kind of cool that they're they're building a little bit more towards that, but a little bit less Karen Page, I think, could go a long, long way. Christ, at this point, right, I would even take Josie over Karen Page. (laughs) I want to know her backstory. I want to know the backstory of this fucking tab. I want to know how much the Matt Murdock and Nelson Foggy's tab was. Well, I'm looking at my list of notes from something that I was working on before of different characters from Daredevil stuff. Uh, I don't remember them ever doing anything with Mila Donovan, who was, for those who don't know, and I'm refreshing myself when I'm rereading this too, uh, Daredevil saves a blind woman and they start dating. They eventually get married and she gets all pissed off that like his ex-girlfriends keep uh, showing up and, um, you know, like Elektra is this like assassin and Karen's this like total drug addict slut kind of thing, whatever. Karen gets like AIDS or something like that, right? Was it AIDS or HIV? I think she gets HIV. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, HIV. Okay, she is HIV positive, and then she gets killed by Bullseye. <laughs> Which, no Bullseye again. Uh, you never know, season three. To be fair, right, Colin Farrell did kind of kill that fucking character. They're going to get somebody really good to play that, I think. <laughs> so there's... I want Mila Donovan to be the next love interest, because that would be kind of interesting. Him saving a blind woman, and then it's like the two blind people getting together and then, you know, she'll, she'll die or she'll, uh, go insane or whatever they route they want to take it. Um, but I don't want as much on Karen. That's the thing. Gloriana O'Brien. That's another former fling. Oh, she dated foggy at one point too. Okay. There you go. So they've got Deborah Harris. They got Gloriana O'Brien people for foggy to deal with other than Marcy. I, don't want to see this next season turn into another thing where like out of the 13 episodes, like five of them are about his love life. That's sort of my downside to it. I liked how this started off and it was like, we already know the three characters are together and holy shit, who's this Punisher dude? And they go right into that and Punisher just starts kicking ass. What do you think about, uh, the, I think it was like the first five episodes 
maybe it was the first four, where it was just all Punisher hunting people down and stuff. Irish Mafia we got. We got the Dogs of Hell or Dogs from Hell or Dogs, dogs of Hell. Of, dogs of Hell. Dogs of Hell. Dogs of Hell, yeah. So he just blows through them like a, a fucking tornado or whatever. We were talking a little bit about Punisher before. Uh, favorite moment from anything that Punisher did out of his rampage? Uh, I think it's when he rescued the dog. I was so glad that the dog didn't get hurt. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that the dog didn't get shot or tortured. Because mm-hmm. you can't hurt the dog. Then, then it's just kind of like... You can kill, like, his kids. You can kill yeah. all these other people and stuff, but it's like, don't, don't kill his dog, yeah. man. But, um, favorite, favorite moment. Are, are the first five episodes or the first of the entire season? Yeah, the whole season when it comes to Punisher. Uh, obviously when he spray-painted the fucking bulletproof vest, dude. Uh, that was cool. Damn fucking A. As soon as he picked that up, I was like, ah, oh, here we go. It's not white, but he's going to make it white. Mm. And he sprayed it, and nude gas on came, and then when he shot the fucking ninjas, and everything was right in the world. That and when he had that breakdown in the in the courtroom, in the courtroom, and, that was cool. And when he killed everybody in that cell block, which was pretty fucking easy. Cell block D, I think it was right. Yep. Which that's something that they've they've done in the past too. I loved his interaction with Kingpin. Next time I see you, only one of us will leave. And I'm so glad that they brought Kingpin back. Because Vincent D'Onofrio is just, he's so fucking perfect for that. I think at that point, when they brought him in, it needed it. Like, last season it was too heavy, but this season, it was like it was like three, three episodes. And that was perfect. And it gets to show you that, like, he's in prison... But those those wheels are turning. He's taken over the prison. He's got stuff in the future that he's setting up. And when he gets out, shit's going down. Like he is gonna fuck over Matt so hard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not only just Matt. You have to foggy as well. Yeah, and he'll eventually figure out that Matt's daredevil. That it's gonna be like, oh, dude, you are really fucked now. <laughs> it ain't just the. The Nelson and Murdoch thing. Now it's Nelson and fucking Daredevil, and you're all dead. They show him uh, bench pressing like hundreds of pounds with ease, and it's just like that's fucking kingpin, man. None of this yep. like uh, you you get like I I love when people were trying to fan cast it before they were like John Goodman should play it. It's like John Goodman's awesome, but you know fucking kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> Still got to see Ten Cloverfield Lane, by the way. Uh, I miss Wesley, though. Um, I didn't miss him as much as I thought I was going to miss him in this season. I, I think that's because like there wasn't a lot of kingpin interaction. Like, yeah, but he did have like that second in command that he was talking to, and if that would have been Wesley, it would have been even better. I think. Ah, uh, then the his lawyer. Yeah. I I don't remember the lawyer's name. I think he's from the comics, but it's like something with a B. I think I want to give him like a B name, like Bert or something. <laughs> Bert. Yeah, it's, it's not a very. The cop's Brett. 
So it's not Brett. I know that. Ah, uh, man, I'm blanking on his name. Whoever he is. Uh, wait, Blake Tower? Is that it? Or is that somebody else? I'm looking at IMDb right now. Whoever his name was. I'm looking at Wikipedia. On, I can't see <laughs> Whatever the guy's name was, I think that uh, Wesley was better overall. I kind of was disappointed that there wasn't a lot of uh, Daredevil and the Reverend interaction. Like there was on season one. It was, it was like, just a one episode, right? Yeah, it was one episode, yeah. He didn't even turn up for Electra's funeral, which was kind of disappointing. Uh, well, yeah, he didn't really know Electra. But it would have been kind of interesting if he would have like talked to him one more time. Yeah. Like, you know, give me the fucking reference. He's fucking amazing. I mean, <laughs> Melvin. Melvin, this this is oh. my favorite character by far. I love Melvin. He's great. Dude, Melvin is fucking awesome. And that's so weird because it's like <laughs> fucking Melvin Potter. Like, I didn't even know that this character existed before season one. And then I do my research after season one and I'm like, okay, Gladiator. Okay, well, he's doing this. He's doing that or whatever. This time around... The first time they showed Melvin, I'm like, dude, it's Melvin. <laughs> it's fucking so Melvin stupid. It's great. And the fact that he gives the fucking the stick to Daredevil. Like, yes. Oh, that Billy Club. I marked out for that. I, I, t- I tell you what, there was a moment of season two where I was like, am I watching Ghost Rider? When uh, Daredevil was using the chain. And I was like, oh, this is going to lead up to when Daredevil gets his whip. It's going to be awesome. He, he was. Has, he has a whip in the comic books, right? Daredevil? Yeah, as long, along with the cane. I don't think so. I think it's just that billy club. Because that's got that, like how it's got the, the grappling hook kind of part to it and all that, like what Melvin was talking about at the end. Mm. The nunchucks and... I could be wrong. It might be a video game thing I'm thinking of. Maybe. I did like the chain work though, but I didn't like that fight sequence as much as the first seasons. You can tell that they were kind of like that. That that was this version of it this time around. Didn't have as much of a flair. What the fight scenes? Well, the specifically the stairwell scene. It was oh. like their their big long take kind of scene, and it was cool. You know, I didn't, didn't dislike it by any means, but it didn't wow me as much as that that hallway scene in season one. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like if I saw this one first and then I saw the hallway scene, I, I probably would be saying the same thing. Like that the hallway scene just wasn't as big. You know, it's like wh- whichever one came first is the one that's better kind of, but meh. to be fair, a lot of the fight scenes in this were similar, was a lot similar. Yeah. To each other. They all kind of like blended into one. I guess that would be one of the things that I would say would be a miss is the choreography of some of the fight scenes was a little over the top. Like he was flipping around in a like kind of ridiculous way. Like almost every fight ended with him doing that flip kick. And I was just like, dude, you're flipping a whole lot more than you need to. You could just boot the dude in the face. That was a little weird. Yeah, there was a, was there more blood in season one than it was in season two? Would you say? I don't know because Punisher was blowing people away. I mean, they he shot the dude's face off. Oh uh, yeah, with the shotgun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty grim. Which apparently that character Finn 
in the comics, he's got like a messed up face, but I don't think he's coming back for this. Oh, he's, he's not coming back from point blank shot. Yeah, it's like that's got to have been an allusion to that, where they're like, "Let's blow his face off, but not bring him back." Well, Finn ain't fair, coming up. To be fair, they brought back Nobu and he got burnt alive. So yeah, but he got decapitated this time around. I still oh. reckon he comes back alive. <laughs> I hope he comes back to life again, because Nobu is, like, the greatest body ever. Well, see, this brings up another thing here. That whole storyline, the the secondary storyline for the, the bottom oh, the half hand. of this. The hand and the black sky and... What's the fan of this storyline? No, it was a little too bland. Like... It was a bit predictable. And, and it was also just, like, the hand fights Daredevil, the hand fights... Daredevil and Electra, the hand fights Stick and Daredevil and Electra, the hand fights Daredevil and Electra. It was the same thing over and over again. So, like, the the Daredevil stuff with Punisher was more substance, I think. And the stuff with the hand was like, yeah, ninjas are cool and everything like that, but by, like, the fourth fight, I was like, can you stop fighting and, like, build something up here? I want to know what the giant hole is about. God damn it. Yeah, they didn't really say what that hole was, did they? No, nope. he just dropped the torch, and that was it. To be fair, the sound design. Uh, have you got that, that written down somewhere? The sound design on this? Fantastic. That, that didn't stand out to me, actually. Uh, there was a moment where the ninja does the whole glass, you know, cuts the circle on the glass, hmm. and then he just drops it, and then it cuts to him opening the window. You can hear the glass smash. Oh, like after it falls down? After it falls down. I was nice. like, that is point to detail, man. That's I'll tell you one thing, though. When you're talking about sound, I'm tired of this fucking theme. <laughs> Do it for the people, Tony. Do it for the people. <laughs> Shit, fucking uh, Jessica Jones, they skipped it automatically. Yep. And that was so good. And this time they decided to put like the little pre-title sequence kind of thing. And that ruined it all because you couldn't skip it. And one of my biggest issues with it isn't just the theme itself, which if I heard the theme less often, I probably would like it a lot more. But they didn't even change what was like the, you know, the the water tower and stuff. Like, I was thinking that this time around they'd change it to things that worked more with what the theme was this time there, there was a point on one episode where i was like where's the theme the theme hasn't come yet it was like 12 minutes into it then the theme hit i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> you're getting like really into something and it's just it's like what the fuck yeah i thought that this was a missed opportunity they could have had like if they're doing the, the dripping thing still, which they could have changed it up and I wouldn't have minded whatsoever, but maybe have him, like, it drips over, like, a gun and it's, like, Punisher's main gun or it drips over, like, uh, a sigh to show for Electra in the future or, you know, like, uh, it was just disappointing. They like, I watched the first one and then I skipped every single one of them after that. They never explained how Electra got the sigh either. She got it from uh, uh, the fight. What fight? I think it was like the episode, el- episode eleven or twelve. She's fighting, and somebody's got the two sides. 
and uh, she just takes it from that person. Oh, uh, is, that, is that when she stabbed that dude's eye? What's that? She stabbed that dude's eye. I remember that. That was gross. It must have been that, yeah. That was kind of gross. That was, that was grim. That was probably the worst part, because I don't do anything with the eyes. <laughs> she actually just stabs this poor bloke in the eye and just twists it and then pulls it. Like, ah. Mm. No, no, she wasn't with that stab the person in the eye. That was uh, Finn. The um the Irish mobster stabs a guy in the eye. There was three scenes where some dude got his eye stabbed. All right, the three of them. Oh wow, there was three of them. I counted. It was gross. <laughs> it was grim. I only remember the Finn one. And, the, and there was a lot of neck slicing in this as well, which was yeah. Like, uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> but I tell you now, if if a bird as hot as electric wants me to kill like a dude, I would kill that dude. <laughs> I wouldn't be like Matt Murdock and be a little bitch about it. I would just fucking go with the flow. Yo, she was sexy. She was hot. Like, I, you know, she's not a bad looking woman just on her own. Uh, Elodie Young, Elodie Young, Elodie Young. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, but, you know, when they first announced her being cast as Electra, I was just like, okay, all right, I'm down for it. She looks more suited to the role than Jennifer Garner at the very least. But I didn't know that much about her. I've only seen her in the one G.I. Joe movie, which is garbage, so you can't really talk about anything when it comes to that. But very first scene that she's in uh, this season, I'm sitting there going, damn it, I'm kind of kind of crushing on this chick already. And she's so, like, twisted and, like, the bad girl and whatever that I shouldn't like somebody like that. But, you know, by the time she's just eating food in the uh, the diner and whatever, I'm just sitting there going, yeah, I want her. <laughs> Tony, all you gotta do is just give her the pie. Yeah. <laughs> I I loved uh, her turn as Electra. I think that this is. Well, I mean, we only had one other version of Electra, but easily this is far better than Jennifer Garner. Oh, way better. Yeah. So we got a better Punisher. We got a better Electra. It's like, damn it, man. Better those two. Better Matt Murdock. Foggy Nelson's kind of on par. I liked. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Favreau as Foggy. That worked. Karen Page, she was nothing in the first The Punisher movie. But at least she was less annoying in The Punisher movie. That's that's one thing. I am disappointed, though, that Electra's Black Sky, after all this. Ah, uh, it's predictable. Like, they didn't even say what Black Sky it. was. Nope, just a weapon. That's just like, damn. Like, I, I was thinking that this was going to tie into uh, the vampire stuff. I want to know what the fucking deal is with the fucking coffin that they put her in. Well, if we, I mean, we know that Punisher and that Punisher, that Electra in the comics, she gets killed. She comes back to life. So we know that she's, you know, coming back at some point. And I'm assuming what they're going to go with now is that she's going to lead the hand because they don't have Nobu. So if she leads them and she's kind of like, brainwashed from how they brought her back then that's sort of like a, a storyline for the future and stuff but they got to use this whole blood donation kind of thing that they're doing as like a means to bring her back and whatever they did with Nobu all these times but that's underwhelming for the Black Sky thing to me because I was thinking like maybe the Black Sky issue is that they're, they're vampires because we've only seen them come out at night and if they are tapping into vampires, that would be how they can bring people back to life. 
But if they do that, then they got to bring Blade in, which they have the rights to, but I don't want to see Daredevil versus Blade next season no, either. No, no, no. I don't like Blade as a character. Blade's yeah. okay, but... Like, Blade to me is the type of person that... Well, let's put it this way. If I'm going to want to see Blade at all, I'm going to want to see him as a five-episode thing in Daredevil rather than his own series. But I don't want to see that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd be cool with it if they kind of handle it the way that they handle Punisher where it's like he's the secondary thing that they're sort of building around. But I also kind of don't want a season like this where it's like half of it's Blade, half of it's Elektra, sort of like half Punisher, half Elektra. But if that's the way that they do that, okay. Just, you know, I would have liked maybe some kind of tie to Inhumans or something other than just cheese black sky. Why? Uh, Destiny. Fuck you. Because reasons. Yeah, that's basically what it was. So I was disappointed in that. Like, they did so good rounding out Punisher story from top to bottom, and Electra's was like, you almost got there, but you just didn't have enough. You know? I don't know. I think the blacksmith reveal was kind of lackluster. Oh, well, everybody got to see that coming, right? Damn fucking eight. As soon as they brought the sergeant on the on the stand, I was mm-hmm. like, this guy played the villain in Flash. He's bound to play some <laughs> sort of villain in fucking Daredevil. There were, as soon as they showed him, I'm like, all right, no fucking way is Clancy Brown in one episode as a dude who just takes a stand at court and that's it. <laughs> like, he's way too big of an actor. He's always a douche. Like, or not like a douche, like, you know, a pompous dude with a puka shell necklace. But, like, he, you know, he, he voiced Lex Luthor in the uh, the animated series. He was, like you said, in The Flash. He's um, Hardcastle? Or is he... Who is he in that? He's one of the generals. He's, he's Hardcastle. I, yes, maybe. One of the generals. I know he's a general. Now it's going to bug me. I got to look that up. I, I, uh, my, I, my favorite line is, I am good. It's like, dude. Oh, he's Wade Eiling. That's who he is. That's ah, the one, Eiling. Eiling and Hardcastle. I keep getting them mixed up all the time. Uh, you know, he's the, the one terrible guard at the Shawshank Redemption. And... We're just like, okay, this dude is either the guy who set Frank up or he's going to be, like, working for the guy that set Frank up. Either way, this dude's getting a fucking bullet. (laughs) (laughs) It was so anticlimactic as well, wasn't it? What, the the one bullet, one shot thing? Yeah. It's like, you had all all those tools to fucking torture him, waterboard him, like. But no, just, just one shot to the fucking temple. I think I think this suits his character, like him doing it that way instead of the torture aspect. But you know, it would be nice. Plus, they already went through all the torture, different things that they could do a lot. So it's like, what else could he have done that it would have really been like? At that point, he's tired. He's just like, "Fuck you!" Just shot to the head. I'm done with this. Yeah. To be fair, though, stick had the worst torture. Ugh. The fucking chopsticks under the fingernails. Ah. Yeah, I was. As soon as he started doing that, I was just like, "Nope, nope, no, nope, I'm not." Like, credit to uh, anybody who could withstand that type of punishment. If they offered to threaten me with that, I'd be like, "I'll tell you everything." <laughs> that, that's another. That was another good point on the sound design. Is when they cut uh, Matt when he was untying him, you could sure stick and pull in the chopsticks from his thing hmm. fingertips. I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> just thinking about it, it's gross. 
Uh, Stick, though, is fucking awesome. Oh, Stick played a vital part in this season, and I'm so happy that he was stuck around longer than, like, two episodes. It's great. Mm-hmm. They didn't show Stone, though, did they? Nope. Surprised about that. To be fair, Stick did not age at all. Scott Glenn doesn't <laughs> age much at all, like, period. He seems like he's aged, like, maybe, like, five years over the past 20 it's great because they they show the cut back, the flashback of him training bloody Electro and Electro's like well ten eleven yeah. and then it cuts back to him and he's like I'm still the same old dude I just don't age. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously they didn't film that ten years ago. Oh, but... uh, well, you know they could have like CGI'd it or something. Right, I think they or just made his hair like a little bit longer. Or something. Like a younger actor in or something. I don't know. I thought the same when he was training Matt in season one. I was like, dude, don't age. Yeah, that's true. He's, like, so perfect at that, though. Like, Stick was probably my favorite character the last season. And I I don't know if I would say he's my favorite this season or not, because I really liked Punisher, so he might take the cake. But Stick is, like... I was getting worried that they were going to kill him. And I'm like, oh, you can't fucking kill Stick. Like, maybe Stick can die in the Defenders, but you can't kill him yet. Like, I, I still want more Stick. Yeah, I want more stick. Give stick his own TV show. <laughs> stick TV show. At that point, they're going to be like, all right, we really have like way too many things here. We've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a spinoff of the movies. Uh, then just we've cancel, got... cancel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nobody watches that shit. Bring in stick. Then we got that Marvel's Most Wanted that they want to do, which is a terrible idea. Don't fucking do it. Uh, well, they got that Agent Carter. Agent Carter, which is a, that isn't as good as it could have been. I haven't watched that yet. Damage Control seems cool, though. I like that idea. But a stick TV show. Like, we want a Punisher 1. Let's give us a stick 1, too. But not another Jessica Jones. They don't need season 2 of Jessica Jones. I'd, I'd watch season 2 of Jessica Jones. I'll watch it no matter what, but... We need Heroes for Hire is what we need. Like, Luke Cage, when that comes out, bring him and Jessica Jones in together and do the two of those with Daredevil and just cut right to Defenders. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, for those people that were interested, they've got that Luke Cage trailer at the end of this. Thoughts on that? Uh, it was a good uh, teaser, 30th of September. I'm going to be booking it in my diary to watch and binge watch it in one day. Like I did with Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Though I'm quite worried about it. I think it's going to be bland, but we'll see. You think so? Well, there's only so much things you can do about a strong man who's indestructible, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, unless they're going to bring in um, the nurse again. Well, they definitely have to bring her in because her whole three line, Claire, that was a little a little annoying that they spent a little bit of time on Claire that they didn't need to with her quitting the job unless that pays off later on and it's got to pay off in Luke Cage. Luke Cage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she did throw that out there, that the reason why she was on that bad shift is because she helped Luke Cage out. Mm -hmm. So that was like, all right, well, you got a little bit more of a tie into Luke Cage. We all know that she's the Nick Fury of this whole thing. I'm assuming she's going to be the love interest. Well, Cage? Yeah. Or one of them. There's always at least 
two. I, I'd rather her be the love interest for uh, Daredevil again than Karen. I think they're done with her and Daredevil. I don't think they're anywhere near close to done with Matt and Karen. But we know that Elektra's coming back, for sure. And if they do go with the whole, like, Mila or, you know, any of those kind of things, that'll eat up a little bit more time. But I think that uh, uh, Claire is going to be that secondary love interest for Luke Cage. It'll be Luke, Jessica, and, and another person, his uh, his wife or whatever, if they want to bring her back. That's all speculative. We don't know what the hell's going on with that. Um, there was another character that I was going to bring. Oh, uh, Reyes, the... Uh, whole district attorney storyline what did you think about that i'm just glad that reyes didn't stick around for all that long i was happy she got killed (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert she gets shot in the chest by some cunt but we don't know who that cunt was but well that was probably that was probably bullseye you reckon well the first season they show a sniper and he kills people and they don't build off of like who it was and they didn't really say for sure who this person was, so I'm assuming that that's Bullseye again. That like they're just gonna they're yeah. gonna put him in the background as a dude who keeps popping up, killing people, and then eventually it's like, yeah, I'm the dude that shot whoever the fuck it was in the first season, and I'm the dude that killed Reyes, and I killed all these other people. Bullseye's got to be in the next season. It has to be. Has to be. God damn it. God damn it. He has to be. They're gonna merge his characters. He's gonna be the blind woman that falls in love with. <laughs> But the Reyes thing, it, it played its purpose. Like, you know, it was kind of predictable. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, all right, I'll, I'll go with the flow. Like I said, the season was like raw, really predictable, like, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah, as predictable as parts of it were, because you knew that, like, you know that they're not going to kill off Punisher. You know that they're going to kill off Elektra. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. She was so fucking dead. Uh, but you know that she's coming back too. So it was like, for anybody who doesn't really know any much about anything about Daredevil, it might have been a different story. They might have been like, "Whoa, they killed fucking Electra!" But as soon as they got to the point where they said, "You know, I'll follow you anywhere, whatever," I'm just like, "She's eating a fucking sword or something." You know, she's done. But predictable parts. It doesn't mean it's necessarily too bad because Reyes needed to die, and Grotto too. Grotto needed to die. Oh, goddamn Grotto. I fucking hate that side of things as well. Oh, see, I like that. I'm just glad that they killed him. <laughs> he needed to meet his end in that way, especially when they revealed that he killed some old woman. It was like, you're fucking done, man. What an asshole. Because mm. there's no way Punisher is going to let him go. Nope. So it's just like, bam, there's your shot. Now Karen can be all upset, start investigating shit. I liked how they brought uh, Turk into the mix, too. Again, this guy needs his own TV show. (laughs) The Turk and Stick show. It should be like uh, The Odd Couple. (laughs) Turk Turk, uh, rents out his spare bedroom to Stick. That'd be cool. (laughs) I did like uh, the the part where Daredevil goes to question him, and he's just kind of like getting ready to throw the the keys into the, the bay or the river, or whatever it is, I don't know what it is for sure, whatever body of water that is, um, and he's just kind of like, oh, come on, man, like, the the tin that I've got in my trunk can't kill a rabbit, and I'm under, uh, I'm supposed to be under house arrest, or I'm on parole, or whatever it was, and the dude, like, 
And then he knocks him out and goes, see you in three months. That's great. <laughs> I was just like, I kind of felt bad for a Turk a little bit. It was just like, yeah, you're a piece of shit human being, but at the same time, you're making a good point of like, my hand's broken and I gotta fucking replace all this glass. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm well, so fuck glad you. they brought him back, though. Fair play. From season one. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna keep popping up. Good. He's gonna be just like, you know, one or two episodes per season, however long they do this. There was no need to cut his foot, though. Ugh. They didn't cut it off. So that's good. So that's, yeah, but, you know, it's still, no. I did like how they brought that into the mix, though, with the uh, the house arrest um, tracking bracelet. I love the fact that it was, like, they kidnapped the people that he saved. And Turk was on the list. Like, why was Turk on the list? He never saved Turk. <laughs> Put him in jail. Yeah. Never saved him. <clears throat> so, I think I've written down, uh, gone through everything that I've uh, had notes I'm, about. I'm anything... glad they brought back um, Madam Gao. Was that? Oh, that's right. Madam Gao, yeah. That's the thing. I'm glad they brought her back. They brought everybody back apart from the old guy and Wesley. Well, yeah, they couldn't bring Wesley back. He was dead. The old guy, uh, Leland Owsley, he was dead. But I thought they would have brought his son into the mix, maybe. Oh, yeah, I forgot about he had a son. There you go. He's going to be the villain for season three. Well, he should definitely be the owl. Maybe they just can't find anybody who looks like that, you know? Yeah. Pretty distinct-looking character. I'm glad they changed the helmet or the mask of Daredevil. Yeah. Because the first one, I didn't like the way the nose shape was on it. I'm still not digging the nose all that much. But, and the devil horns kind of looked weird. But the second mask looked fine. I didn't have any issue with it. Before Fucking so Melvin. Fucking doing Melvin. Doing some great dude. work. Great. I didn't like Electra's costume that Melvin did, though. That was kind of weird. I was expecting her to have like, the red dress, but I think that's what she's going to be sporting when she comes back to life. Well, they had her kind of wrapped up in that. So, next time around, she'll be wearing it. Although, I'd be much better if she was wearing nothing. <laughs> the sergeant... Out of all the places that they're going to have sex, they have it in the middle of the boxing ring. <laughs> the sergeant bloke is pretty good. This season, mm-hmm. I liked him. Yeah, I didn't dislike him. I didn't see the Stan Lee cameo, though, this season. Well, the last time they had that picture up... And I was sort of trying to see if I could find that picture again, but by, like, the second episode, I wasn't paying attention to the background anymore. No, I didn't pay any attention to the background either. I'm assuming it's another picture. Which is like, why not have him uh, actually do one, you know? Next time that they've got, like, a whole bunch of cops together, show him just, like, sitting there. And he could say something like, I don't know, like, some kind of perverted line since that's what they keep doing recently. <laughs> I like the fact that he actually used the grappling hook to swing. That was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, save somebody falling. Um, First time we saw that. The hospital scene. With the... Whatever those kids are. The with vampire the kids, kids. With the kids and the ninjas and the shit. I'm not gonna lie. That was, that was kind of very... Hmm. Like, that was... That was so weird. Fucking cult children. Just no. <laughs> Just no. I'm still putting money down that this has something to do with the vampires. It's gotta be. 
Uh, if it is, can we have Michael Morbius? I think they have the rights to Morbius, don't they? I think they do. Because they've got the Spider-Man stuff. They can use those. There wasn't a lot of uh, name drops like Captain America like they did in Merc. Like, yeah, I was a little disappointed in that. I mean, there was like some stuff in the background, you know, the, the Battle of New York uh, thing at the... the um, newspaper office and there was a reference to Cybertech from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but I would have liked maybe some throwaway line about Ultron or something because this is after that this is supposed to take place December 2015 so it's like you know throw out something about Ant-Man or uh shit something about Civil War yep although they did set up a little bit of that about the whole like we're dealing with a lot of these different superhero people here like maybe that's going to be some kind of tie into uh defenders it's going to be like the national guard wants to take over but the defenders are going to save hell's kitchen you know i could see that being the case but i would have liked another name drop of some way you know so you know we were looking into pim industries we were looking into whatever something like that that would have been kind of cool Anything else uh, you want to say a hit or miss about or whatever? Uh, there was a uh, fuck me. There was a part that I really did not like, but I can't remember what it was. Karen. <laughs> besides Karen, and besides Foggy. Was, Foggy's was, getting better at the uh, the lawyer shit though. Oh, uh, yeah, the opening statement, pretty <laughs> badass. Uh, there was. How does Matt, right? You, cause, cause you, you, you got more knowledge than me, right? How does Matt know which drawer has paper in it, and which <laughs> doesn't have paper in it? Some of those things when they do that, I go, okay, you're you're kind of taking this a little too far. You're, you're kind of making this shit up as you go along, right? I'll buy into the idea that he can hear somebody's like heartbeat, or <clears throat> that he's like following their breathing patterns or that. But when you're starting to tell me that he can hear paper, <laughs> like, fuck when, you. When you, can, when you can sense, oh, this is paper, this is this is uh, dirt. It's like, wait, what? You fucking Superman are you? can see through fucking mm-hmm. drolls and shit? Like, maybe I would have bought into it if he would have, like, tapped each one of them and he could do, like, some kind of echolocation thing, but not that he can hear paper. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not fucking reading it out of his, uh, like, it's still in the drawer and he's just kind of like, go to page eight, you know? <laughs> well, too precog. My favorite scene, though, was the whole Kingpin and Matt Murdock interaction. Just slamming him on the fucking slamming table. Slamming him on the fucking table. That was fantastic. That was, that was the hit for me. For me, though, this show is a big hit this season. Season. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Skip season one. Ah, season one's still good. Oh, it's bad second time around. Season two, then season one, then Jessica Jones. I'll probably rewatch this later on this week, probably. Season two? Yeah. Why not? I got too much other stuff to do with that. This is Batman v Superman week. Fuck Daredevil after a certain point. <laughs> I, I don't mind. I, I got to do something to kill my time until Friday. <laughs> Christ. Start watching all those old Batman Superman movies. I should. Yeah, I've got a fanboys coming up. Yes, we do. Uh, 
more information on that whenever that ends up happening, but we do have Batman v Superman stuff that we're going to be doing. Uh, as far as Daredevil goes, though, I got to say I totally agree. Big hit. My biggest hit has got to be the, the chained up season, uh, episode. That the, Episode 3 was just fucking awesome. Actually, I really liked episode 4, too, the, the part with the, the cemetery. That was a good scene. Oh, uh, yeah. Him explaining the whole th- stuff with his daughter, the one batch, two batch, penny at a dime. That's a lot of feels. <laughs> uh, my biggest miss that I said before, it's got to be a little bit overuse of Karen, and I don't like her being Lois Lane. She She's not Lois Lane. Then again, neither is Amy Adams. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> doing that. Still, uh, still barking up that tree, dude. Damn right. I rewatched Man of Steel the other day, and it still bugs me. She's She does a job. She does a job, all right. It's not a great job. <laughs> she but I recommend uh, Daredevil Season 2 for sure. If you guys have not checked it out already and you've listened to our review, and even though we spoiled some stuff or whatever, go back, check out those 13 episodes, because you, if you like the first season, you're going to like episode or episode Season 2. Maybe better, if not, at the very least, on par with it. And episode 15 is when Spider-Man shows up. <laughs> shows 15? I thought it was 14. No, 14's when the Terminator comes back. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. <laughs> Man, that'd be so interesting. I'd be down for it if I fucking love Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got to be better than the last two movies, right? Like, okay, well, 14's Terminator, 15 is Spider-Man, 16's when James Bond shows up. <laughs> and uh, 18's when Robocop comes back. And, just and it, it all leads to... Film. It all leads to episode 20 when uh, Obi-Wan... <laughs> all right guys leave your comments below tell us what you thought of daredevil season two what you're interested for luke cage as well if you are thinking that maybe jessica jones season two is going to be even better than daredevil season two whatever the case may be drop those in the comments and uh make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already hit that thumbs up give us a like on this video if you like listen to uh, us talk about daredevil and you want to see more of different things when it comes to the review point stuff as we mentioned before, we've got different Batman v Superman things coming up later on. Possibly a different format for the movie club. We've got a review point that's going to happen with that. I'll do another making the grade breakdown for that on the website. I'll do a Minuteman review of that. And we might actually have a fan track coming up as well for Batman and Robin. And uh, I don't think we're ever going to do a fan tracks of entire seasons of Daredevil, but... You know what? If we get the in the mood for it, maybe maybe a uh, fan tracks of the Daredevil movie. Maybe the director's cut of that. So if you want to see that, start spreading the word. Tell us about that too. I mean, because that movie's good. I don't care what anybody says. Director's cut of Daredevil actually is better than what people give it credit for. I'll admit. The main version of it, not as much. But <laughs> hell of a lot better than Ghost Rider for that fucking sake. I didn't think I, that on Ghost Rider. That's it, though, for this review point wraps us up. Hope you had fun, and uh, keep staying tuned for whatever else is coming your way from fanboysanonymous.com. Review point episode 26 in the bag. I'm Tony Mango. Sean Walker, anything you want to throw out there for people real quick? No. Just just stay tuned for more fanboy stuff. Alrighty, guys. See you next time, everybody. Geeks out. Geeks <laughs> out.